Hello and welcome to the Grey Eye and Disability Arts online podcast, Disability And, bringing together thoughtful discussion and debate. In this month's podcast, John Kelly chats with Stephen Lloyd and Jude Mann about the stage show Reasons to be Cheerful, which has been released on YouTube until August the 3rd. An audio-described version of the show is available through Grey Eye's website. This podcast was recorded using Zoom. I'm Jude. I'm a sign language interpreter. And I played Debbie, the choreographer, in Reasons to be Cheerful. And that kind of evolved, didn't it, Jude? It wasn't like, was Debbie, Debbie wasn't always in it, was she? It was like, it, it was you started taking over some of the warm-ups. You um, did. <laughs> yeah, I was the interpreter in the performance. Yeah. And then developed a bit of a character and was given a name. And then I was quite strict about the dancing and so got given the role <laughs> of saying I was choreographer. Quite strict is just an understatement. That came from rehearsals, didn't it? It came from um, it came from those dance rehearsals, those movement rehearsals, where Jude would tell us all what to do and how to uh, how how to do it. So Debbie, Debbie does dance. Jude does dance. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, whilst John's having a tea, I um, I'm Stephen Stephen Lloyd, and I played Vinny in Reasons to Be Cheerful. Yeah, and uh, I'm John, and I played. John, the vocalist in Reasons to be Cheerful. Which Johnny Ferocious. Johnny Ferocious. Which is uh, what, a newspaper, it was a review or a newspaper called you Johnny Ferocious? Yeah, they, the mail called me Ferocious. <laughs> and that stuck. Yeah, and unfortunately the mail was stuck as well, so. That's a very true. So that was our characters, and who else were, were in, was in the So had you... Had you worked with Paul Sirrett, who was the writer before? Yeah, that's how. Did, is that how you got into it? Or? Well, yeah, because I worked with Paul, the writer, and Rob Hyman, who was the musical direction musical director. We did um, the Ray Davis musical uh, "Come Dancing" at Stratford East, and what happened was that show was due to go on tour in uh, January two thousand and ten. But unfortunately, um, the tour got pulled, and we all, we all lost our jobs. Um, but Jenny had seen Come Dancing, and I think what I understand, Jenny asked Robert if I would come in and do a workshop and come and workshop Reasons to be Cheerful and read the part of Vinny. And I was so disappointed by the tour, camp, uh, the tour being pulled that I got this text message one, one evening from Rob Hyman saying, would you like to come and do three days at Grey Eye um, workshopping this new show? And I just remember thinking, well, I've got nothing else to do right now. <laughs> because I was so disappointed by the fact that I just lost six months' work. And I was like, yeah, all right, I'll go in. And I had no idea what this was, what this would be, not just as a show, but what it would do to all of us, really, how much it would influence all of us um, for the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but that was my introduction. And then I did the workshops, and that was it. I just, just became part of the furniture, like, like everyone, really. Yeah. 
And I know that, like, Jude, you're, like, busy signing all this and it's hard for you to converse as well, but in, in like, without knackering you because you're doing 300 <laughs> things at once. But, like, I think it's interesting because, like, had you been involved with Greyhound before that as well? You had, hadn't you? Yeah. So I've been involved with Grey Eyes since I was about 23 and I was 30 when we did uh, Reasons to Reasons for Cheerful. Mm. And I remember being asked to be the interpreter for the workshops. I was like, fine. Went in. The music, I didn't know Ian Jory and the Blockheads. I didn't know their music. I, I knew um, Hit Me with your rhythm stick. Yeah. That was it. I'm, I'm just not very good with music anyway. I do not have good knowledge. But the style and everything, and I just remember looking at Spicer, and Spicer was just rocking to the music and had this way of dancing and being in the music. And I just remember turning to someone and saying, gosh, it's a good job that I'm not in this production. There's <laughs> no way that I could do this. There's yeah. just no way I, I could do it. Yeah. And then, you know, little did we know oh. that, that the people in that room yeah. were going to have quite an amazing 10 years together. Yeah, I, I think I think there's a real there's a really interesting thing about how grey eye works. Or one of the things I learned. I mean, I didn't know this beforehand, but the way in which they bring people together for a production, um, yeah, they they can do auditions and they can do sort of. So, but they don't always do the traditional kind of. I guess how you might be used to getting in at shows, Steve. Because I mean, I wouldn't have gone for an audition because I'm not, you know. So that would have ruled me out of going for it and 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 grey i've got a great way of kind of coaxing you in and seeing a little bit of potential in you and sort of saying well have a play with us here and have a, have a little workshop and i remember going in and seeing all you lot as professional actors and me just being a bit of a rocker and and going oh so so um gary was there so gary will be doing the vocals because he's got a brilliant voice he's, he's great um and 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 I remember the first night at New Wolsey thinking someone's going to stop in a minute and say, you know, <laughs> "Right, John, you don't have to do any more." Gary, oh, wait, wait, oh, Gary, oh, yeah. and then suddenly I was like, "Roshni said you're on stage, go, go," and I thought, "Bloody hell, I'm actually in this." And yeah. I didn't really, I was, I'm, I never really saw myself in the show until pretty much the first night, and then I sort of realised. Bloody hell! I really am in this show, you know. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way Grey Eye does things is like different because it just—I mean, I didn't know I could do it by that stage because because yeah. Grey Eye builds your confidence. They really do. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they do. Well, Jenny has that way of working, doesn't she? She has that way yeah. of of encouraging you, and it makes you push yourself and go further with whatever you're doing in the rehearsal room, and it makes yeah. you then go into the rehearsal rooms thinking. I'm going to try this and I want to try that. And you just end up doing some of your best work because yeah. of that encouragement and that encouraging yeah. supportive environment. Yeah. So um, one of the questions I've got before we get too far into it is um, I was thinking about people who might be listening to this and then who don't know what we're babbling on about. So um, what, what was reasons to be cheerful? What was it all about? Okay. So reasons to be cheerful was a, would you call it a musical? It's a musical, isn't it? Part gig, part, part play. Gig sort of rock and roll musical um, inspired by and featuring 
the music of Ian Jury and the Blockheads. Um, it's a lovely story about um, a group of friends who are desperate to see Ian Jury in concert at the Hammersmith Odeon in 1979. And it's about them. I don't want to give it away because I want people to watch it. No, um, but no, it's no spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. It's about their journey um, and what they do to go um, to get tickets to go and see this concert. And yeah. um, that's kind of what I want to say. Really, I don't. I don't want to yeah. say anything. Anything yeah. more. <laughs> I I think one of the great things about the script and the way Paul wrote it was, yeah. and the way that Jenny directed it, mm. um, was that in the script and in all of our characters, there are elements of truth. There are elements that I mean, I I. I don't play much more differently <laughs> apart from maybe swearing a bit more in public yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in my character. Um, but there's so like the blockheads that, that story about the blockheads playing at Hammersmith for five nights is true. So there are like these, these elements of truth in the script, which always made audiences think that Debbie was Debbie, Vinny was Vinny and John oh, was yeah. John. And, you know, I wrote that letter to the, BBC, the director general of the BBC. It's yeah, just yeah. Of, you know, that's, that's how Paul wrote, wasn't it? Well, so, yeah, exactly. Because some people genuinely thought we were these people. Like, you'd, we'd be in the bar afterwards and people would call me Vinny. Um, <laughs> and Jenny still does. Um, but it's, it's that people, I think because people could see how much we loved the show and how much fun we were having and, and just what, what, a, what a supportive and, and, and just the way we all kind of cared for each other really yeah people genuinely believed it people genuinely believed we were this family and we were this group of friends telling this story in this in this in, in real time and as you say i think there's a lot of element there's elements of truth within the actual um the, the story itself and and the world that we built on stage but i think in also the characters i think as you said before regarding us all coming into the rehearsal room and saying, ah, oh, John, you've got lines, you've got lines. But that came out of you just being you in the rehearsal room. It, it, you know, you, as you say, you started off with no lines and you were singing the songs, but you messing around in rehearsals kept shouting, let's do blockheads, then became this iconic kind of quotable line that just keeps appearing throughout the, throughout the play. Mm. Um, and that was an element that you brought to it, John, the, the, the musician, mm. and then Paul kind of turned that into John the character. Yeah. I mean, I, I was always kind of in awe of, I mean, I, I've always said it, actually. I've, everybody in that team, backstage and on stage, yeah. um, the whole team, it was such a strong team of people. Oh, yeah, um, everyone. Everyone, there wasn't, I, I, and I don't mean this uh, like in a derogatory way at all about any, any other organisation, no, but there wasn't, a weak, there wasn't a weak link. No, not it, at all. and it was like, but so I was always in awe of the acting, and I kind of I remember I'd sort of sit back, and then and the only way I could snap myself out of it was go. Actually, the thing that really I that will get me buzzing again is the music. I need so, I need a song. I need <laughs> come on, let's do blockheads. Come on, <laughs> yeah, 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 and, yeah. And then and that's because as a as an artist and a musician, it was the it, for me it was the music that gave me that energy to yeah. sort of deal with some of the emotional stuff that was in the show. Yeah. And the, and the, and the, and the, the music and the, the acting kind of go, did, it wasn't, there was, of course there was plenty of cheese in it. There was plenty of jokes and there was plenty oh. of cheesiness in it, but actually 
they sort of really did mesh well and they drove each other. You know, because like after, you know, when we when we'd all do spasticas or whatever, we were all knackered after it. And you needed to come down a bit to get your breath back. That wasn't a joke. You know, we'd all come, you know, off the mic and <gasps> like this, you know, and and the, and the yeah. script sort of slowed it down. And, and then you could have these beautiful moments yeah. and, and, and what Jenny was always amazing with. And she one of the things I'll always remember it is about learning to find the moments, find yeah. the moments when, say, a line, yeah. find the space to leave the space, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, of course. Definitely. She was amazing at all that kind of stuff that I'd never really, really learned about before being involved with this. Yeah. Well, I think that's the genius of Jenny and Paul um, and the genius of Ian Jury. And that is one minute yeah. you're laughing, the next minute you're crying. And that is literally yeah. what this, this show is. One minute you're, you know, you're laughing at something. And within two seconds, you don't see it coming. You're yeah. crying about whether it's a happy cry or a sad cry. You're, you know, you're, you're just going through a wave of emotions. And we, you know, cheesy as it sounds, we did on stage every <clears> single night. We came yeah. off stage with this, having this, had this complete cathartic experience. Cause we, you know, we didn't leave the stage for what, two and a half hours. And it was just yeah. from the moment it started, that was it. It, it didn't yeah. stop. Um, yeah. And the audience could see that. And then like you say, well, on those moments where after Spasticus, we were all absolutely exhausted. And then the yeah. next line is, meanwhile, back on the beach, the audience yeah. loved it because they could set, they knew that we, the actors were absolutely <laughs> exhausted. And we're just giving it everything. And now we're just going to bring it down a bit. And then we're going to ramp it back up again. Yeah. And and that's what we did. Right up until, because we end up doing the three encores most nights on stage. Right until the second we left the stage. That was it. It was just 100 miles an hour. Um, um, well, there's things are going on in my head here. One, yeah. one is about kind of what 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 you reckon. Well, there's two bits. What you reckon the audience's got from it, but what do you reckon we got from it? Um, yeah. In the back of my mind, it's always like, how could we have improved it? What could we have done differently? Yeah. To you know, and I, when I honestly sit back, there isn't apart from getting a new vocalist, there isn't much that we could have done to improve it. Oh shush. But the other thing I was thinking about was like, what's the relevance of the show? What what? Mm. So it, it was loosely it was it, you know. Uh, Bobby was political, wasn't he? He was a union yeah. man, and yeah. a lot of Ian Jury songs were political. Um, yeah. with small P, you know. So there's there's loads of questions going on in my mind. One is about, yeah, what what we could have done better, or what 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 you think would have improved the show. Yeah, and I don't, you know, from my point of view, I, I, I you know, there's, there's something about how we always make things better, isn't there? And, yeah, and I think as the years moved on, did the show get better? Did did, 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 you know, things change, didn't they? Well, I think things do change. What I notice on a personal <clears throat> level is, you know, I played Vinny three times on three different tours. And every time I played Vinny, I found a different Vinny. Yeah. The first time I was 23, I was very young and green and naive and, you know, hadn't experienced, you know, huge things in my life yet. And so Vinny was very innocent and very naive. And then the next time, you know, I was now paying rent and paying <laughs> council tax and experiencing some of the other things in life. And Vinny was a, was a bit more angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know what? Then, do you know what? Sorry, this is really freaky, oh. but I don't know if you saw that, but on my screen, there was a little pop-up from, um, it's like a collective of 
both freelance dis- disabled artists and yeah. organisations in the disability arts movement. And we've out of this whole lockdown thing, yeah. we've 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 said, what's our response? How are we going to get out of this? Yeah. And there's a lot of politics around disability at the moment about yeah. how disabled people have been isolated and Ooh. kind of experienced that in everyday life, but also kind of how 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 terribly disabled people have been supported through this process, like maybe a lot of other people. And it's yeah. just really funny that we're talking about the politics of the show and this political banner comes up on my thing about we shall not be removed. That's They're listening. <laughs> Sorry, but you were saying, you, you were saying about That's the, right, mate. Um, three yeah, and, but you, and, I th- and then by the third time I did, well, the third time we did Reasons and I played Vinny, I was, I was 31 playing a, playing a 16-year-old. And I could really feel it you know i could really feel the ex- the life experience that i've had over the last well at the time it would have been seven years um and i think that for me that just completely just um highlights how the show changed every time we did it again because i think we brought something to the show we brought something to the characters to the world that we were experiencing outside of the show and i think that's that's what kind of changed change things and change the, sh- the show itself but if you're actually looking at at, at the show only um, the actual performances and the story I don't think uh, personally I don't think we could have made it better I think it was it, uh, for me reasons is what it is it's rough and it's messy and it's it's full of heart and full of storytelling and, and beautiful characters and punk rock songs it's it's, it's yeah. it is what it is and I don't yeah. think you want to mess with that too much I think the second, when we first started the very first rehearsals, we were trying to choreograph all these routines and it became very apparent that that this isn't a show to be choreographed and to be polished. It needs to be rough and ready. And as soon as we embraced that, that's when the show became what it is. This rough and ready, you know, a stage full of genuine misfits, as, as Paul always says, just coming together to tell this story. And then, you know, every night we went on stage, things were slightly different and we completely embraced that. Yeah. We completely embraced that. I mean, s- simply down to the loo rolls. Where were the loo rolls going to go? Sometimes the loo rolls were where they were meant to be, centre stage, and other nights they were actually in the audience. And sometimes people heckled. And personally, I loved all of that stuff. I was like, let you know, bring on all of that um, anarchy. Yeah. Yeah. But I think as a foundation, I think it's great as it is. And I think... Yeah. If anyone was going to do it again, leave it leave it as it is. I mean, I I kind of like I knew from a vocal point of view yeah. that the worst thing that could have happened to reasons to be cheerful was that we rounded up the notes and we made it all jazz hands. You know, yeah. that would have been just appalling. It would have. Um, yeah, it yeah, had, yeah. It had to be a live band on the stage, like oh, Paul yeah. does. Uh I was never gonna be doing uh michael crawford or jobby ball what's his name yeah oh mikey my, my, my yeah, ball. I, michael ball. i could never be as beautiful as michael ball with my rounded notes and stuff but that's not right for this is it that's the thing yeah but but we had a lot of support i mean don't get me wrong we all did it well uh, we did yeah, it our yeah. best and like i remember like i did a lot of work with chris holt uh, around my mm. vocal just Fantastic. to yeah. it was more about getting me through the each night rather than uh, yeah, anything yeah. else but I, th- I think that anarchy stuff that you talked about there was a purpose to it as well it weren't just a messy show 
No, of course it, no. It was well planned. It was well planned mess. It was organized chaos, anarchy, wasn't it? The anarchy, there's something I learned which I'd never really embraced before in any performance was you, you've got this notion that it's got to be slick and it's got to yeah. be perfect. And of course it has to, it has to be the best it can be. And yeah. I don't think any of us stood for second best. The quality of work is, is up there, yeah. but the, the anarchy was kind of us kind of saying, this is what it is. You know, mm. if the microphone falls off my stand, I can't, subtly still keep smiling at the audience and pick it up no just pick I it up go, yeah I, you know i need to go debbie grab the mic you know Vinny, yeah. sort it out yeah and, yeah yeah and and so those kind of i think um in the arty language it's the levels the the layers that are yeah. created you know obviously it's fully accessible we had the lyrics and i know a lot of blockheads fans was saying oh that's what he says in that line that i never worked out yeah yeah of course you know, you know as a kid when you sing the wrong words to a song yeah there's Still there's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's it it's nice uh, to actually see the lyrics wasn't it it was yeah. nice to see the actual lyrics and, and actually yeah. you know actually have them up there and actually have images to go mm. along with it and then also like you know the whole the whole thing because we were disabled and disabled actors working on stage we all had our own needs and yeah, so we yeah. had to we had to work out how to work together. So some of the jokes with Colin were also yeah. about, so like, you know, like Steve, when he used to pogo, he was the scariest thing when he got anywhere near me. Cause I thought he's going to land on me like this. And me and him learned this little thing where I'd like blow on the back of his elbow. So he knew that he was that close to me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but yeah. we all kind of learned these like little ways that it made that anarchy actually quite, yeah. There was thought to it. It wasn't just a oh, mess. Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't a mess by any means. It was it was very much organised chaos. We knew yeah. we knew what we were doing. We knew how to bring it back. Yeah. If it went completely yeah. off track, we knew how to get it back on track. And like I say, those little ad libs and those heckles from the audience, they, they were fantastic. You know, yeah. you talk about these layers, they were great yeah. layers as well as everything else yeah. we were putting on top. Um yeah. but no, I completely agree. The mess wasn't um because for, for the lack of professionalism, it was it yeah. was just part of what 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 the show was and as you yeah. say we were never given we never phoned the show in once no and we weren't we weren't we weren't allowed even though we were mucking about on stage we weren't yeah. allowed to be self-indulgent there wasn't no, in jokes any jokes that were there were yeah. for the for the audience to be part of it yeah. it wasn't shared experience no, yeah you know definitely what about the politics of it all is it my, my thought is mm. like so here we are in lockdown yeah and it's going out online mm. and yeah people can watch the film from a reminiscing point of view and a relating their own teenage lives and love and nostalgia. all those messages, yeah, yeah. nostalgia that are in there yeah yeah um but we've always said i think when we've ever done any media or whenever um we've gone out with the show it's relevant now it to do you do steve do you, do you both think that's still the case i think i think yeah i think every time we've taken it out it's become more and more relevant it, it just it just has and in the last 2017 tour it was extremely relevant and it's extremely relevant relevant now i mean you just have to watch it it's, it's all there and what you're watching on stage which is you know set in 1979 it echoes everything that's going on 
right now. Yeah. So yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it it it, it has never the relevance has never gone away because politically we've had a government that has no empathy, has no soul, and we've all felt the cuts, the political situation as we've done each show, and more and more people have been affected as the cuts just got worse and worse and worse. So more and more people really understood the show. And I think, for me, John, when you said, you know, what did it give to the audience? I remember that first performance at New Wolsey in 2010. Yeah. I remember thinking, I just don't think this show will be very successful. I don't really get it. <laughs> <laughs> I had that going on because, like I said, I didn't know the music. I love being in it. I love signing. But I thought, I don't think many people will get this. Now. We went, then we did our new Wolsey, our first performance. And when we finished with that final, oh, and we stopped, and the audience just erupted. They just stood on their feet and they went crazy. Yeah. And it was all of us, our faces were just, they, we just couldn't believe what we were seeing. Even Jen says she was in the audience. And she was watching and then she was seeing all these people like men in suits just sort of loosen their tie and start moving and it was just this most amazing i've never seen a reaction like it we had the absolute honor of seeing that over and over again as yeah. the pause went on we saw yeah. people be so affected by the show just having to get up having yeah. to and then Afterwards, there was a post-show discussion, and we were all too tired to do it. Then uh, Paul went out there, and I remember listening to it. And I remember one woman that said, this is the first time in a long time I've been to the theatre, and I've stayed awake. I always fall asleep. This show, I stayed awake. And she said, and I wanted to be in the show. And then other people were saying, it reminded me of, you know, in 1979, when we had the lock-ins. Uh, we're locked in our houses now, but this lock-in as the government threatened libraries and people would go and sit in the library and refuse to move. It's when these people who were now in their 50s watching it, they were in their 20s. And this man, I remember him saying, you reminded me of my passion, my fight. You reminded me of how political I was and how much I cared. And I'm also really sad because where has it gone? Like looking yeah. at myself now, where has that gone? Yeah. Why did I give up? It was, so that's why it's still relevant now because there's always, even if it's big, little P or big P, we have that political passion for justice in us and that is reasons to be cheerful i think there was um something you said there that reminded me actually of not just the 
the older audiences. But one, so the, the thing I would say that most honestly has impacted me about doing reasons is the so many friends that I've made that now are quite important in my life. Quite quickly, I, I developed a whole new set of friends that I'm still glad to have as friends and we've, yeah. we've all pretty much stayed in touch you know we're not there every day on the phone to each other but like we we've still got kind of a, a bond but also the audiences and I'm still friends with people who were there on that first night yeah and people who've come along each time but the thing that you reminded me of Jude was was the young people and the young audiences who had mm. never heard of Ian Jury who are now downloading Blockhead's albums and going oh, I've gone away and I've done that and we had low. I've got loads of memories of meeting young disabled people who 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 are now going to go out and protest or go out and be a singer or whatever it was. But I I remember one night where I thought it was an afternoon. It was a matinee. I don't know if you remember it, but it was in Watford. And um, Jenny always valued matinees because matinees were for audiences traditionally for. for audiences that don't always go to the theatre and they, they, they come to a matinee and they're a different kind of audience and this one audience was it was a sellout and everyone was going there's a sellout on a Thursday matinee where it's meant to be a little bit more gentle and there was like three or four coach loads of teenagers young people who pretty much took over the theatre and and I remember it being like it was. It was. It was. I'm not saying it was a riot, but it was riotous. It like they were screaming, shout every time there was a kiss. There was whoa, you know, it was panto, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was. <laughs> and every and all this, but they also really appreciated the songs and joined in and cheered when when there was something to be cheered about. Yeah, yeah. So. And I remember, and I went off and I thought, blimey, we lost control of the crowd. And I went, I was really frightened, actually. I was nervous about it because I thought, blimey, that was a bit scary. And I said, Jenny, I'm really sorry because it feels like we lost control of the show. And she goes, what are you talking about? She said it was brilliant because that was, you were going to a whole new audience who've never experienced theatre in that way. Theatre, you sit down, you be quiet and you, you, you get bombarded with something off a stage and it shouldn't be like that. It should be, theatre should be a place that everybody owns, that everybody belongs to and do what they need to do. And that day they blinking did and it was quite scary, but it was so brilliant. It was, you know, and that was, that was, so like what you're saying about the older folk, the young, you know, I think I'm not making it up by saying there is something for, everyone in that show apart from maybe the very young children it's not a children's show no and some children have some children were in the audience some nights yeah, yeah. <laughs> um speaking about young people watching reasons i remember we had a, a group of um teenagers come to see it in 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 ipswich at the new Wolsey, yeah. and i remember looking out of the bar window i think it was very early on during the very first yeah, tour and they were singing and signing sex and drugs and rock and roll outside in the street which was just, you know, fantastic. Absolutely. Because it's a song they probably had never heard before. And they would they just bought into it straight away. And and yeah. they probably never thought of sign sign and song. No, of course. Yeah. Exactly. And they were just they were doing it. They were in the street, giving it sex and drugs and rock and roll. 
And if anybody is listening or watching this that was at the show, I bet you still remember the signs for sex and drugs and rock and roll. Yeah. And you'll be doing it right now. Yeah, I have in my head. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I do it in my head as well. Yeah. Yeah. Things to say. What will be your lasting memory of reasons to be cheerful? My memory will always be at the very beginning. Liverpool will always be close to my heart. Oh, Liverpool was wonderful. Yeah. The Everyman, unbelievable. But my my main memory is in rehearsals for the very first tour and the journalist that came in. And we all sat on the floor or wherever. We sat down and we asked questions. We were making each other laugh. We just had, there was moments of real emotion and we had a lovely chat with him. And he just sat and said, there's a real chemistry in this room. You have a real chemistry. And that is why I think Reasons to be Careful was so successful because the audience became part of that chemistry. And we did have that and we always have it. Whenever we get back together, naturally, that chemistry is just there. And I think it will be forever. Yeah. I agree. I think that first rehearsal will always stand out because we were making something from nothing, really. I mean, we had Paul's script, which was fantastic. And that was but, nothing. And that was nothing. No, but we, it was all of these layers because originally it wasn't set in a pub. It was just the story. The story started with Vinny walking in, playing, um, playing Reasons to be Cheerful on the record player. And then all these layers. And it was just, it was four weeks of, of getting to know these people who, as Jude said, we had such chemistry. Um, it was the most organic process I've ever been involved yeah. in, 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 and in, in every kind of way. And I just, yeah. when I think of reasons, that is where my heart goes to. It goes to those early days when we were make, when we were making this this thing, and we had no idea what it would bec- what it would become. Um, yeah. And I think that is where the heart of the piece lies, or the yeah. heart of just not just the piece, but just what the company it lies yeah. in those. I think those early days. I, I don't want to get too cliched about it, but I think I am going to get a bit cliched because it's true. Go on. Um, but it, it's for me, my lasting memory of reasons is about the journey that we've all been on. Yeah. Um, you know, from being not sure if it's going to work. Yeah. The journey that we've been on, like I've, I really loved going to every town we've been to mm. and, and learning a little bit about that place, learning about the theatre that we've been in learning about some of the local people that come every night and we made friends with them and I'm still friends with them now, that sort of journey, the journey of the show, how it's changed over the years. We've had characters. Most of us have stayed, but some of us, you know, because we're, you know, there's a lot of talent there. So people have worked on other shows. So we've had to have other people in and, and, and how that's evolved with the show, that, that sort of journey. But like for me, my own personal journey's just been like massive from I've always loved music. I've lived for music all my life. Um, and I, and I, it's only the last sort of 10 years that I've been able to say that I'm a professional musician. I've, I've, I earn my living out of it now. Um, so I've had a massive journey. And, 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 and part of that um, uh, journey you know, we've done a lot of miles in, in the real sense. You know, we've been to Brazil and we've been to Mexico 
Uh, and although those kinds of bits to the journey, um, so I think, you know, that, that whole, I know it's a bit cliche, but no, you're right. The idea of journey and that actually it's not, it's not over. I know that gray eye always keep going, this is the last time you're going to do it. And it probably is. It, it is the last time, but somewhere it will come up again. And for me, the, the, the massive sign for me in the journey was when I got to write, if you can't be right, it must be wrong with, with, with Chaz and Del, or I worked with Del pretty much on the lyrics. And we went in the studio and recorded it. And that for me was like a, more than a back hair on the back of the neck moment. It was, so for me on a personal level, that journey, and that, and it's only because of all of you um, and Grey Eye and, and all the audiences who every night just have made it just this mad show that I love, you know, that, that I'm not, it isn't jazz hands. It is just totally down to earth. What you see is what you get. Uh, the story is lovely. It's got so many brilliant, funny bits in it. Everybody in it just, you know, every, I think every minute there's something in it that will be a joke or will be spark off a memory, you know, Spicer with her. And, you know, how we, you know, there were many a night that we were crying behind Spicer when she was doing her, 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 her dialogue. Um, and then there were the joke times I'd cry behind your back when we would be doing Sweet Jean Vincent and you'd be giving yeah. laughs to the audience and I'd be behind <laughs> I know, I know. You know but this and, is it, you're right. You're completely right about that journey. And we've all, we've all not only experienced our own journeys, but we've all seen each other's as well. Yeah. And we celebrate that, yeah. And let's keep the journey going. Let's get down to Red Lion, Wednesday. Yep, yeah. yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's all watch it. Let's keep it alive. Long live Ian Jury and the Blockheads. Oh, yes. And Grey Eye. And Grey Eye. <laughs> and Jude. Hooray! Thank you for Hooray! signing, Jude. <laughs> Lots of love, everyone. Take care, sausages. Oi! Visit greyeye.org and disabilityarts.online for details of productions, events, interviews, opinions, reviews and learning opportunities.